This week on Ultra 64, we played Scooby-Doo Classic Creep Capers, and we would have gotten farther if it weren't for those meddling kids. Welcome to Ultra 64. We are the Internet's single best podcast uh, for any right, subject really, ever. News. We really upped our game. You should come here to, uh, to us for our news, for your true crime, uh, for pretty much you everything. Your dietary needs. The dietary needs, yeah, absolutely. I we heard will this walk keto diet is the, new, is the new thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm a thousand percent not on it. It's all right. Yes. <laughs> the, the, the giant sandwich diet. Yeah. One giant Ooh. sandwich in each hand gives you courage. Yes, yes, it, it makes you brave. That's yeah. that's the original Dutch courage. My name is Steve Gunley, by the way. Oh, I'm Woody Siskowski. Uh We're joined by a special guest returning to the show once again. Lindsay Pennington. Hi, Lindsay Pennington. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for coming to play the game with us. I have a question, Steve. What's your question? How many times does a guest recur before they stop being special? They're always going to be special to me, Woody. I don't know. I don't know what kind of sociopathic thinking is going on over there, but they're all special. You, you don't want to know, Steve. It's, <laughs> it's not a pleasant place. Uh, so this week we talked about Scooby Doo classic creep capers. Oh, a classic uh, indeed. Man, this these, is these, these the, regular creep capers. They no longer lived up to the hype. Oh, absolutely. It's time not. we had some classic. Ones. At what point does a creep caper become a classic? I feel that word is thrown around a lot. You know, it's like is is Office Space a classic creep caper? It's only twenty years old. I would say it's just a classic caper. Just a classic caper. Yeah. Okay, it earns its creep status as it goes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, this one is sort of classic, being as it's based on the first episode. It is. It's based on the a very, a very early episodes of the show. I think we should talk about our, our history with Scooby-Doo oh, and whether we yes. have any. Let's, let's go into that a little bit, actually. All right, well, just for quick... Uh, no, I'll get into this in a second. Let's talk about Scooby-Doo first. Yeah. Uh, I have a theory that nobody in the world actually likes Scooby-Doo, but I, we I, all feel nostalgia for it by osmosis <laughs> because we were exposed to it so much because it never went away. Thoughts? It's... You're saying it's more of like a, a cultural reference point than an actual quality piece of entertainment. Yeah, I don't, I don't see anybody. I don't think anybody really actually likes this show. I mean, growing up, I thought I liked it. Now you're making me question. <laughs> right. Well, there was a while where I think it was when Cartoon Network first launched that they just like showed this all the time all on the Cartoon time, yeah. Network. They're like, we don't have content, so like here's Dexter's Laboratory, and then four hours of Scooby Doo. I mean, it was it was a staple. It was a Saturday morning staple. Like it, it's it's been on the air for so long, and it's never really been off the air. Well, they uh, had a bunch of spinoffs, right? It's kind of like over Power over Rangers, over. where there right. was a bunch of different versions. Oh yeah, and then there was the Little Dog. Scrappy Doo, who's the worst? Was yeah, totally evil. Yeah, 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 yeah Scrappy Doo was oh, terrible. Scrappy Doo was evil. Well, they did that. He wasn't in the evil. Movie. Did they do that in the movie? I didn't see the movie. Well, he became evil. I'm it was the Sarah Michelle Geller movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were two yeah. movies, right? There were two. Yeah. yeah, they had two. And and sorry, spoiler alert for okay. people out there. Yeah, Scrappy Doo was evil. I feel like we have the right to <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiled movies. a fifteen-year-old <laughs> bad movie yeah. that nobody liked. Um, all right, let, let's go into what. Let's go into Scooby-Doo, the history of Scooby-Doo a little bit, because it's interesting to me. So <laughs> Everything is interesting to you, Steve. It is. That's I'm why a, you're such a good podcast I'm a curious host. person. You All are. Right. So this is obviously, it's based on the Hanna-Barbera Hanna cartoon series, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? The video game is based the on The video game yeah. is based on, the, this game, it's four chapters, 
three chapters are based on original episodes of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? And then there's one chapter that's original. So uh, the series debuted in 1969. It was created by uh, Hanna-Barbera writers Joe Ruby and Ken Spears. So this show is coming up on its 50th anniversary. Uh, but amazingly, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? only lasted two seasons. Only oh. 17 episodes. Uh, only 17 That's episodes. Why it only felt 17 like episodes. Was the same. So, but it's been unbelievably durable, and they just kept remaking it with different titles over and over and over again. So it's like, yeah, the original series was really short, but then two years later, there'd be another show that would last only two years, and then two years later, after that, they would just keep going. Uh, so here's some of the numbers here. Okay, there have been more than 40 made-for-TV movies. There have been two live-action feature films that we talked about. Uh, there have been 12 different. TV shows. There have been 22 video games. Holy cow. There have been three stage plays. And there have been six distinct comic book series. Most recently, uh, the completely weird and awesome Scooby-Doo Apocalypse, yeah. which I've started reading. I think I, you would enjoy that, Lindsay. I think that sounds amazing. It's yeah. kind of nuts. And it's pretty... It's, it's, it's the Scooby gang, but it's in a zombie apocalypse with yeah. vampires and all kinds of stuff. It's really good. Actually. And they kind of recast everybody. Like, uh, so Velma's now like the evil scientist who created, well, she's not evil. She's trying to reform. And Shaggy's like this hipster dog lover who just like is hanging. He's got the stupid uh, sleeve tattoos and the, the side cut haircut. Fred is like an idiot cameraman. And Daphne is like a TV host. And there's more, there's a more open romance between, uh, Fred and Daphne. Right, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just the they go off and explore they split together. Up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to back up, Steve, yeah. just in the interest of preserving facts. Please. Um, as another creator of the uh, Scooby-Doo is um, Iwo Takamoto, who I was just reading about it oh. earlier. So a Japanese-American animator who um, originally worked for Disney and then moved over to... Um, says he designed a great majority of characters in Scooby-Doo and Astro, oh. the dog. So, well, that makes sense because they actually look very similar, like Scooby-Doo and They have and the Astro. same voice. I also learned Don in Messick. my research of um, doing the Scooby voice that uh, <laughs> the phrase Rutro is not originally a Scooby phrase, but it was originally from Astro because oh, they both yeah. pronounce things with an R in the front. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't. I, so, I would not have picked up on that's that. Okay, all my friends call me Renzi. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's been unbelievably durable. This has been parodied on everything from Futurama to the Venture Brothers to Supernatural. They're about to release Wayne's a direct- World. Wayne's World, and they're about to release a crossover Supernatural Scooby Doo cartoon show uh, yeah. with they did animate Dean and Sam and everybody and the, all the voice actors come in and do their thing. And lately, they've been crossing over Scooby Doo with WrestleMania. Oh like, no! There's a lot of like WWE licensed uh, crossovers with Scooby Doo and with the Jetsons. Really strange. Weird. What yes. were you saying, Lindsay? I was going to say the supernatural thing. Oh, sorry. I didn't no, mean I, to step on you. Oh, well, it's your show. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> my neck! Get off my neck, Steve! <laughs> so, like we said, there's no there's no end to the saturation you get on the show, but it, it's just like every episode is the exact same. It's the exact same premise. They go to a haunted house to solve a mystery. They get chased around and scared by various things for a little while. They set a trap. They catch the person they unmask them, and they always turn out to be the only other person in the episode. Right? They don't it's want like to they... animate a bunch of new characters. No, so they you don't. Gotta keep this stuff. You'll cheap. you'll meet like one gas station attendant at the beginning, and that's the only other character, and that's who the monster is. And it happened every single time. So the animation is pretty bad. Like on these on every Hanna Barbera cartoon, they're really bad animation. Well, I think that was from my understanding. Um, 
Hanna-Barbera was very innovative in the ability to make very cheap animation because I don't think that animation on TV was much of a thing no. until the Flintstones came around because it was too expensive to animate a new show every week. Yeah. So Hanna-Barbera figured out ways like there's a bunch of repeating backgrounds. Like when characters are running, you'll see them just like the same it's trees. Like a, yeah, it's like a treadmill. Yeah. Over and over. Um, and just the same kind of animations and skipped frames and stuff. So it makes it look cheap, but it allowed them to put out more episodes. They put out a massive volume. I mean, there are so many Hanna-Barbera cartoons that are just lost to history. Many of them, I would never have known about at all if it weren't for the amazing Adult Swim show Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. And the Scooby-Doo episode of that is probably the best one they ever did because uh, Shaggy and Scooby get picked up on a pot bust. Uh, which is like, I actually, I think that might be the key to why the series has endured a little bit is because the sneaky stoner humor uh, okay. that they kind of put in, like Shaggy is clearly like high all the time. Like he, and I Scooby don't know if constantly... that was ever, in... I guess I think that the voice of the original voice of Shaggy was intended to be like a hippie parody voice. Right. Yeah. And so, that was by Casey Kasem. Yeah. Who, uh, yeah. Who a radio DJ. Radio DJ. Yeah. Well, it's called the mystery. The mystery machine. Yeah, they cruise I mean, around the in like a mystery machine. A drug reference. Well, because he would always come out the back of the mystery machine. Like he was hanging out in the back, oh. like doing drugs. Because didn't he live okay. in the van? Wasn't that the whole? They thing? all lived like... in the van. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they never yeah. animated their homes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we never see that. And apparently, they're supposed to be high school students. Like, uh, but oh. that doesn't really come across. But like they they mention in the first episode, like, oh, oh, Shaggy's the greatest gymnast in school, which I don't know if it's ever really touched on again, but apparently he's a gymnast. Uh, boy, high school seems ch- shooting real young. Yeah. Seems like they could have, you know... They, I mean, he, Shaggy has full facial hair. <laughs> yeah, well, which, I don't know, maybe you guys had facial hair back in high school. I no, didn't. I didn't get facial hair until last month. Last month? Yeah. It came in really well. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah, for, that was fast. And Lindsay, your mustache is looking great. I try really, really hard. <laughs> just cultivating yeah. that sucker. Just willpower. Yeah. So, and I think we'll move on from the show, but I do have to mention that the thing that really annoys me about the cartoon, like, while I went back and rewatched some old episodes on YouTube, they do the laugh track. Oh, I know. I saw that. It's that drives me nuts. Weird. First of all, it's like, okay, who do you think you're fooling with this? There's no studio Live audience. Studio audience of animated it's, audience. What was it? Is that a Simpsons joke where it's like, yeah, they used to animate live, but it's hell on the yeah, animator's, animator's wrists. Yep. Yeah. So you're not fooling anybody. And plus the laugh track when they use it is very lackluster. It's always just like, it sounds like four or five people going, nah, nah. and it's very oddly timed. I mean, most, most of the source of humor comes from like, Shaggy likes food. Yeah. And then he gets scared and runs into a thing. Ah, like. Which is weird because I, you, you watch and you don't really get the sense that they're trying to be funny. Like, it doesn't seem like a comedy show, really, right? Well, I mean, it's more of a comedy show than anything. It's certainly not supposed yes. to be scary, right? No, it's not supposed to be scary. It's not but supposed I mean, to be, it's... like, heart, heart-wrenching and dramatic. I guess. Right. I don't know. It, I don't know. But I, I just think, like, for me personally, it's a show that I'm intimately familiar with. I've seen many, many episodes over the years, but it's not something I can claim to have any affection for. It's just something I tend to know a lot about. Um, so I don't know. If anybody wants to contradict me and say, like, oh, I've got a Scooby-Doo tattoo on my butthole, uh, you can say that right now. All right. Taking the belt off. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, I, I, yeah. I don't. I don't want to contradict you. Aside from yes, I felt like I never saw this really growing up, but I felt like in hotel rooms I would always be excited to watch Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. Um, and that what you made it. You're like, oh, that's what you were excited to watch in hotel rooms. <laughs> um, well, why I were was, you in so many hotel rooms? Because I went on vacations with my parents, and then I'm like, you guys do stuff. I'm gonna hang out in the hotel room. Yeah, and watch 
Cartoon Network. <laughs> um, and that was all that was on was Scooby-Doo. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, this is pretty terrible. It's like <laughs> ultimate sick day fodder. Like, yeah, uh, it, yeah it, it's it's what's on during the daytime I on the I think it channels. appeals through a 60s camp flower power vibe. Maybe, maybe. yeah. Maybe it's like, maybe it's like boot baby boomer nostalgia at this point. I don't know. But it's but again, it doesn't just belong to the baby boomer generation. It's never died. Scooby-Doo belongs to all of us. Yes, exactly. Let's move on to the game here. Uh, no, let's keep talking about the show. <laughs> the game was bad. Uh, so Scooby-Doo Classic Creep Capers was released November 30th, 2000, published by THQ and developed by Terraglyph Studios. It also appeared on Game Boy Color, and there was a planned PlayStation version, but that was canceled. So Terraglyph Studios is interesting uh, because they they dabbled in games only briefly. They had the Scooby-Doo license. They had the license to Tiny Toons, made a couple of games, and then they transitioned over into film distribution. And they specialized in obscure European animated films that they tried to market over here. So they're responsible for such classics as Help, I'm a Fish, starring Alan Rickman and Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. Help, I'm a Fish, huh? Yeah, help, okay. I'm a fish. Uh, which I think is German, uh, but like it's kind of obscure. And uh, Carnival, which uh, had Helena Bonham Carter and Hugh Laurie doing voices. This is a French movie, and uh, there was actually a Nintendo 64 game being developed on this movie. Uh, it got a very, very small release over here, the, the movie did, but it really kind of went under the radar, as nobody here has heard of this <laughs> no. movie. Uh, and uh, it was being developed by Infogrames, which we've talked about, the French company that <laughs> went under. Makes me laugh every time, It's a terrible name. But uh, they were developing it. It was going to be kind of like a mini-game collection. Like, it's pretty much, it, it was done, it was finished, but then the company went under, and they're like, is there any possible market for this? And they just, they canned it. So, I like the way they had the discussion of whether there was a possible market for it after they had finished the game. Yes, yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Maybe we should have <laughs> should talked about this, this before we put the few million dollars in I'm just in presuming, you know, I yeah. wasn't there, but, you know. Uh, oh, you weren't? No, I mean, yeah, the president of Hasbro was there talking to, you know, the French president of Infogrames, so, but, yeah. Uh, delightful so, callback to Steve Car- Steve Steve C game yeah, CEO characters yes. from previous episodes. They're not going to be visiting, nor is the uh, German pervert. Oh, okay. So, uh, okay, so the game itself, like we said, it's based on three episodes of the original show plus an original episode. The three episodes were What a Night for a Night with a K. The second one has a K. That's the one we played. Uh, that's Snow Ghost and A Tiki Scare is Not Fair. And then the fourth one is original. I got that on a fortune cookie once. <laughs> Tiki scare is not fair. Not and I was fair. like, what the fuck does this mean? Uh, so the player controls Shaggy and Scooby. Uh, so they investigate. Wait, know, what's the name of the last story? The oh, I don't know. I oh. didn't get that. It just said, yeah, I should have looked that up. Oh, I guess. It just said it's based on an original story. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. Who cares? If, you know, nobody's going to know what Podcast it meant. Like, whereas everybody's going to know what the other three were about. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you control Shaggy and Scooby. No, you just control Shaggy. Well, yes, Scooby but just Scooby's there. You That's a fair gets point. In your way. Yeah, we were saying like like it would be nice if Scooby did something, like if he sniffed out clues or something, but he doesn't do anything. Uh, so you control Shaggy and you wander around your haunted museum or mansion or, or ski lodge or whatever it will be. And your long-term goal is that you're looking for an evil boss monster called the Ghoul King. And that's the very last person you fight. That's a new character. Um, so think of it kind of like a G-rated survival horror game. Like it's got kind of the fixed camera angles of Resident Evil, you know, uh, and you wander around, you look for clues, and occasionally you can get scared 
by things. And when you get scared by things, you need to either eat a Scooby snack to restore your courage bar, or if you get scared too much, you run out and you have to start the level yeah, over again. You essentially are dying and going back to the last save point, but there's not a limited amount of lives in the carrot. And Shaggy just like, whoa, I'm out of here. And right. He's out. Uh, so yeah, you're supposed to look for clues. When you find the clues, it's like you don't put the pieces together yourself. You have to go find Fred, give all the pieces to him, and then he'll put it together. Yeah, you give him, you give him, you just find a canvas, a paintbrush, and a tape recorder, and you give them to Fred. And he's like, oh, I think we have enough to solve this mystery. Yeah. And you're like, great. I don't know anything about this. Thanks, Fred. He's like, we and make a trap. I don't know. It's true to the show. They never really trusted Shaggy and Scooby to do anything but be bait. They were like bait almost every time, yeah, and that's that is true. The show, yeah, I think it was just every time. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel remember like... it's repetitive. Repetitive. Every episode was the same. And yeah, exactly. And then I think Velma would usually find one clue, but then she would trip and stumble and break her glasses. My glasses. Glasses. And then Daphne never really did much of anything. Just kind of uh, was a sounding board for Fred. She just kind of affirmed everything that he wanted to do, right? Is that really, my correct I understanding really that I remember? Yeah, I don't remember any standout Daphne moments. <laughs> Um, I'm sure we could find top 10 Daphne moments video on YouTube. I I'm guarantee sure that exists. There were three, three, I'm like, Steve, find an FAQ for this game so we can keep going. He's like, I don't think there's going to be any. There, there were, were three. three. There were three. So God bless you poor people out there like working through this. And love, even, even the, the guy in the FAQ seemed to be irritated with the game. Well, yeah, quote from the FAQ, this game is poorly laid out. So you, this part is really bad. And you're like, yeah. what? thanks for suffering through this game to write this FAQ. Yeah. back into the stupid prehistoric room again i hated that prehistoric room so much yeah this game uh i mean this game is not i mean we can assume like you said it's a g-rated resident evil i think it's a very accurate comparison um this game is not easy we we played the first level yeah died a decent amount of times got kicked yeah you're right thank you yeah got (laughs) kicked out by the security guard many times i hated that security guard there's many of the puzzles i mean there's a Part where you have to hide in the wall um, from yeah. the zombie, which is just, n- or from the mummy, the knight, which is not clearly the zombie, the mummy, the knight, the ghoul, the. Vampire. Well, it was coming out of sarcophagus, so yeah. I understand where you're coming from. You were in the Egyptian wing. Yeah. But, yeah, this, this, okay, this made like cartoon logical sense. Like, I think that's something they did in the episode. Like, they. They put on an Egyptian headdress and then they stood in front of a couple of hieroglyphs that look kind of like them. And then the knight walks past and doesn't see them. So you're supposed to do that in this game. But there's no real clear indication that that's supposed to be happening. No. It's very opaque. And so I feel like if you were a kid playing this game, you would just wander around forever. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we would have figured it out. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of annoying parts of this game that make it harder than it should be. Some of the clues... Yeah, we'll get to that. Some of the clues are... One of the clues is in a sarcophagus, but as you open random sarcophagus, there's... You get scared. Sarcophagi... Mm -hmm. There's mummy in the, mummies in there yeah. who scare you. And you're like, well, I'm not going to open anymore then. Lindsay was walking around. We're like, don't open that one, Lindsay. Someone's going to come out and scare you. And then it had the clue in it. Yeah. So. Well, and you, and you guys said it. You know, it feels like this is counterintuitive to everything we've learned about games, which is open everything, explore everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's your instinct. And it reminds me, like, the this is kind of a deep cut, but did you guys ever play a game on Dreamcast called Ill Bleed? No. Okay, uh, this was a game I was weirdly obsessed with when I was a kid. Never heard of that game. It's very strange, like, survival horror game, and it's got a similar system. It's based on fear. Like, you get scared, and you have, like, these special goggles that can see scares coming up, hmm. and you need to defuse them before they happen, or else you, like, lose points. It's kind of like that, but the system is similarly broken because 
you don't know what's going to scare you until it actually happens. And by that point, it's too late. Well, see, that one for me was on, I think it was PlayStation 2, and it was called Clock Tower yeah. 3. Yeah, Clock Tower 3. Tower. Yeah. And you had to hide in, like, wardrobes and under tables and under beds and shit. And yeah. your heart rate's going, I couldn't get past You got chased level. by a guy with big scissors, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God, yeah. And, and, and you, and pretty, you scary, pretty much scared yourself to death. Yeah. And I stopped playing it, especially after my friends were like, are you saying Cock Tower? What did you say? What is that? Is that a new sexual position? Do I have needed to try the first two cock towers so I can understand cock tower three? And so then, of course, I made one up for them. (laughs) I mean, I I like the idea of a survival horror game where you're unarmed and uh, you have to hide or or evade or use it. Like, when that's done well, it's really interesting. Like, Alien Isolation, which came out a couple years ago, is fantastic and super scary. Uh, But... This one, obviously, I don't think the main goal is to be super scary, uh, but I think it's a the, the smart. I think it's a same. smart way to go about a Scooby Doo game because you, yeah. you can't. I agree. Since it's a kid's property, you can't have really that much violence. It's not like Shaggy and Scooby are going to attack people. Um, when well, honestly, was, we were partially scared because oh, the yeah. controls suck so much. The controls suck. Get away. All right, yeah. Let's get into this. So, yeah. like a like Resident Evil, um, this game has fixed camera angles. So yeah. you'll move to one corner of the room, and then the camera will shift. Um, and your angle will shift. The problem is, as that happens, your orientation to your character changes. Right. And Resident Evil, is, this game is a little faster paced than Resident Evil. You're not yeah. walking like a tank where you're, um, you have to adjust your angle and then walk forward. It's like 3D controls. Right. Like a platformer. But since your orientation is constantly changing, you'll constantly be running back and forth in very weird ways. Like you'll be running forward and your orientation will change and then you're running left. Right, so you need to, every time the, sh- the scene shifts, you have to stop. You have to let go of your controller and then reorient yourself. But there's no indication for when the camera angle is no. going to shift. Right, and sometimes it's very touchy. There's uh, also, was a super annoying part where there was a door, but my the giant shaggy head with his fear meter was totally covering it and I couldn't see yeah. it at all. Yeah, so you couldn't tell you were supposed to, we were looking around, it's like, all right, what are we supposed to be doing in here? And we couldn't tell until you just happened to wander past it. Yeah. And then the spiders would scare you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those spiders on the floor. Yeah, it's odd. Um, there's this horrible prehistoric room in this first level, which mm-hmm. we you're in this museum. I don't know why this museum has all of their animatronic dinosaurs going all night yeah. and why their necks and tails are constantly running out in the middle of the museum. It seems like a lawsuit waiting to happen for everyone at this museum. It's ridiculous, oh, oh, yeah. Wasn't the, wasn't the bad guy? Oh, that's true. He's trying yeah. to scare everyone away Ooh, from the museum. Okay, so okay. Get, all right. You just you, logiced that. Yeah, yeah. well okay. done, Lindsay. Plus, what, I've never been to a museum with animatronic dinosaurs. Oh, you have missed out, my friend. They exist. They I, exist. Those are the okay. only kinds of museums I go to. Every, <laughs> whenever I go somewhere, I go to Yelp, and I'm like, animatronic dinosaur museums. I get like 10 Me results, hearts, and hearts. I just go to all of them. It's like go to that <laughs> ARC experience in uh, in Kentucky or wherever, where mm-hmm. they talk about the Bible happening the same time as the dinosaurs. Those have all animatronics yep. and truth. This one also had a Hall of Presidents. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I, 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 I loved that little touch where uh, the, the only presidential figure that talks is Nixon. And he says, I'm not a crook. And you find his tape recorder in front of him. And I thought that was a nice, clever little touch. Which is a clue touch. for some reason. It's a clue but... that you use to s- capture the Black Knight. No, because... 
Oh yeah, because they used Ch- uh, Skippy's voice on it, trying to grab. Oh, that's right. It was yeah. part of the trap. I didn't actually hear that trap. in the trap. Did you? Well, no, but the audio was like they didn't have a lot of voice or, oh. or audio effects. I will say, uh, I think the music nailed it. Like they they really captured the sound of the show, and the graphics look good too. As far from yeah. how annoying the camera was, um, it doesn't have the pre-rendered backgrounds like. Uh, Resident Evil. Yeah, it's but, not like you're walking through a photo. But, but it's all cartoony. It, they think that it looks good. The character models are substantial, and uh, they they capture kind of the feel of the show. And like, no, it, it does look good. And like you're saying, like I, I appreciate that this is the approach they took to a Scooby Doo game. I feel like a lazier licensed game would have just made a platformer or a beat 'em up, which is what most yeah. seems like games like this would do. But this one, I think, is really trying to capture the feel of the show, which. Mm-hmm. Uh, its level of success varies, but... Well, I mean, we were just ragging on Scooby-Doo as not being in a very good show, and yeah. I think this is not a very good game. It's not, so no. So, that seems consistent. Uh, but, you know, the, we, we got... I think we did get a little into it, or maybe it was just stubbornness, but, like, when we realized that we were going to be able to actually beat the Black Knight, or we had a chance to, make to the beat this stage. level... Uh, I think we started getting into it, but it was crazy annoying, okay, because you set up a trap... And then you need to lure the Black Knight uh, into the Egyptian Hall so he can get captured. The only problem is you have to lure him from that prehistoric room we talked about. So you have to go all the way through all these dinosaurs that are swinging around and hitting you. The camera angle's always changing. Always changing. You can't tell how close you are like to the dinosaur pieces that are swinging around. And it's really just kind of frustrating. One thing you brought up, which is just, just odd, is that... The dinosaur tailors, tails are like clearly whacking into Shaggy, and he yeah. is getting hit by them. Yet all that happens is he's just getting scared. Yeah, he's, there's no damn. Yeah, yeah, it's just an odd thing of like, oh, this seems like an instance where you're actually getting hurt. Yeah, but. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they, they, it, it should just be damage. But I guess they were sensitive about it not being violent. You know, uh, so. Well, yeah, and I don't remember in the shows them ever really getting hurt. I mean, they used to fall down. Laundry shoots get like piles of bricks dumped on top of them, yeah, and it never hurt them. Yeah, it's the joy of being a cartoon character. It's pretty nice, you know. But I will say, uh, I mean, do you guys have anything else to add about this game? Anything? Any 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 little buttons to put on before I? Uh, this is a this is a fun fun kind of game to play, or it's more it's okay to play with other people, even though it's only a one player game. Yeah. It was helpful to have you guys there so we could. Um, remember where we had been and not be backtracking too much um i mean not that yeah. it's all that complicated there's only about four rooms you in the have first said level. that that's a sore spot for you though yeah you yeah have problems with directions and there is no map <laughs> i get lost constantly i forget I always go back to the same areas you tend to walk yeah. into corners often i do i do i do that in yeah. real life that's why I, my yeah. face is creased like a triangle because i'll just walk <laughs> into the corner and you're like woody i mean i didn't way. want to ask about that yeah. but i've always been curious you know yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like this is the kind of game, if I was a kid, like, I would probably overlook a lot of the flaws of this. Like, I feel like I would probably get more into this. I, I always wonder, do you think kids have a higher tolerance for frustrating games or yeah. a lower? Okay. Yes. Oh, I yeah. think okay. way higher. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Think of, a, I mean, for, for people our age, like playing the NES back in the day, those games are crazy hard. But you stuck with them because maybe it was just a lack yeah. of options, but, you know. I, I'm always much, I like difficult games, but I like difficult games that are linear and whereas, like, in this game where, like, you will wander around and be like, oh, I have to click on this picture on the wall to hide. Yeah. It just seems arbitrary, and, like, I feel like I would lose interest. It's very strange, but yeah. I grew up playing King's Quest. That's just normal to me. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're for right. sure, mm-hmm. for sure. 
Well, I will say the one really cool feature that this game has is hidden on the cartridge is a lost episode of Scooby Doo. Oh, did you wow. guys put? Do you guys know this? No, no. I didn't. It's know pretty this. amazing. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of like muddled. Like I don't know if they intended to leave this in there. Like you only get about half the episode, but it's still really cool. Do you guys want me to play some audio from it? I do. I'm okay. Curious. I'm so gonna... you put you put the console into the N6 or it, the game no, into no. the console. You put the con you put the the cartridge into your VCR. Yeah. It's really weird. It just like it reads it. Who knew? And I'm so glad I kept my old VCR. I hate you right yeah. now. <laughs> no, let's uh let's let's press play on this. Let's see what happens. Click. Click. Great work, gang! The swamp monster took the bait. He's snagged in our fishing net. Boy, by my count, this must be our 100th mystery solved. Like zoinks, man. I thought we were like toast. It certainly was a close one, Shaggy. Thank goodness for Velma's quick thinking. Jinkies. All right, gang. Let's see who this swamp monster really is. Old Old man man Willoughby! Wait a minute. This is an old man Willoughby. Wait, what do you mean? He's the only other person we've met today. It has to be old man Willoughby. Well, like, who is it? I am the stranger. Jinkies. Uh, listen, mister, you've been caught by the Scooby gang, so you'd better fess up. Why have you been haunting this old manor? I care nothing for this manor or this world. I have come to release you from your contract. Contract? What are you talking about? Fred, what is he talking about? Now, uh, see here, mister, you, you'd better come clean or else. The contract? The pact which sealed the five of you to this place nearly half a century ago. It has at long last been fulfilled and you are free to return to your world. Jinkies. Like, what are you talking about, man? This, like, is our world. Oh, how little you know, Mr. Rogers. Your memories have faded. So many phantoms in the mist. Your reality has been absorbed into my own. You no longer know the truth of your own existence. Please, Mr. Stranger, please tell us what you mean. I'm... I'm scared. Very well. The year in your realm was 1969. The five of you arrived at my crypt intent on learning the truth behind primitive folk legends that spoke of my existence. You stumbled your way in, oblivious to the consequences of your action, and disturbed me from my thousand-year slumber. Indeed, I am one of the ancients, the elder gods that shaped this world in madness and mayhem, and you sorely tempted fate by wandering into my sanctum. Wait... This sounds familiar. Are, are you the Smoky Mountain Horror? SILENCE! Like, careful, Freddo. Don't make it angrier, man. Your intrusion incurred my unholy wrath. And so I offered you a choice. Either die by my hand, or allow me to absorb your meager remains into the legion that is my body. Or live in a purgatorial labyrinth of my own design. One intended to prey upon your own internal anguish and misery until the souls of 100 Hellspawn are uncovered and returned to me. Your unmasking of this old man Willoughby marks an end to your contract. 
Now you are free to return to the reality from which you sprung. Jinkies! Indeed! Haven't you ever noticed how each day seems to repeat itself ad nauseum? That each location and each creature you unmask follows a similar pattern? Even your surroundings scroll and repeat as if on an eternal wheel, ever spinning without progress. I, I don't get it. This is the only world I can remember. The only world I know. Me too. And what do you mean by internal anguish? Why, I'm never happier than when I'm gumshoeing with the old Scooby gang. <laughs> oh, are you, Mr. Jones? Are you really? You are content with your existence as a bland, featureless leader. Content with being anonymous, neither remarkable nor unremarkable. Is that not what you've always feared? Is that not how you've worried the world would see you ever since you were a boy? And now you've not only inhabited that fear, you've lived it perpetually for 50 years. I... Uh, how did you... No, 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 it's, it's not true. It, it can't be true. Guys, that's not true, right? Guys? Oh, God, no! Oh, it's true! It's all true! And you, Miss Blake, what has become of you? So pretty and yet so little else. Your intelligence, your insight, your ambition, all is lost. Now you exist as little more than a fashion model. A visual morsel for the consumption of the boys, while your real nature has been smothered. Never allowed to speak, better seen, not heard. Stop it! And Miss Dinkley, your genius IQ squandered on a gang of dolts who neither value you as a team member nor as a woman, your role relegated to the endless repetition of cheap catchphrases, and your own desires quashed as you watch the love of your life cling absently to a banal and featureless leader. Unless we forget Mr. Rogers, the silly sidekick, the comic relief, the laughingstock, the fool. You worried your limited intelligence would relegate you to this role, and so you've spent the last half-century wallowing in that. The second fiddle to a second fiddle, perpetually proven less intelligent than a dog. Like heavy man. And last but not least, the hound itself, an abomination before the gods. An animal with the capacity to speak as a man. This creature, born a freak, destined to be an outcast. Now trapped endlessly facing its own fear. Confronted with monstrous beasts that you know deep down are no more freakish than yourself. And now you know the truth. My will has been carried out, and you have labored in kind to meet your end of the bargain. Now you have simply to leave this matter and return to the world you left. Of course, you will have aged 50 years. The world you know has long since been left to history. But at least you could attempt to become the people you've quietly yearned to be. And, and, and what if we don't want to go? Fred, what are you talking about? Well, think about it, Daff. Out there, we're nothing. We're 67-year-old missing persons with a high school education. Heck, Scooby probably can't even live that long. Rikes! But in here, we're teenagers forever. We go on groovy adventures and stop bad guys in their tracks. And now that we know all this, we can change. We, we can buck the trends and strike out on our own paths. It doesn't all have to be the same. Like 
Yeah, man. I don't have to be the goofy sidekick anymore, man. And I can prove I'm more than just a pretty face. And I'm not a reek. Jinkies. So that's settled, right? We, we stay here and become fully realized human beings. We break the repetitive cycle we've been trapped in all these years and set ourselves out on a new path. You all with me? Yeah! Mr. Stranger, we've decided to stay. So it is chosen. So it shall be. <laughs> no! Wait! Wait! No! Boy, I sure can't wait to turn in for the night. Yeah, I just hope that old story about that fog monster of Hollow Bottom is just a legend. Like, I just hope I can find some food, man. Ruby, Ruby, no! Jinkies. Jinkies. Wow, that was a really good episode. I don't know why they deleted that one. It like, got it got it got a little bit heavy there. At it the got end. a little heavy at the end. Might have been too too meta, too on the nose. Maybe that the, was the problem. The I think strange tortured existence of the Scooby. I imagine why that's a lot of it was uh, yeah was was. I'm starting retconned. to get a real cabin in the woods vibe there. Yeah, it was I interesting. I think yeah. it was ahead of its time. Genius in its way. I don't know <laughs> no. who wrote it, but they need to uh, track that person down. Really give them <laughs> promote them to a television. Give writer. them some kind of uh, acknowledgement. That well, was a television show. Oh, come on! Oh no, my it, God. it was they specially made for the cartridge. Yes, <laughs> yeah, the cartridge that works in a VCR. Yeah. Well, uh, that wraps it up for Scooby Doo Classic Creep Capers. I think uh, we just need to move on to our rankings, right? So, for the new listeners, uh, me and Woody are ranking these games as we go. We currently have. 34 games on this list. Uh, so we're like halfway there, right? We're like halfway there, yeah. There's only 60-something games. There's 64. Uh, 68, Steve. Oh, 68. Oh, damn. I was 34 wrong. times 2 is 68. No, but, well, I know. We're more than halfway there. Oh, okay. Said. Yeah, Got so it. I know math. Yeah, you barely. barely. Uh, Woody, where would you rank this game? Um, I'm going to put this game under Glover. Under um, Glover? I feel like if I'm going to play, which is pretty low. It's um, pretty low for you. I feel like if I'm going to play irritating platformers, yeah. um, Glover was slightly less irritating. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so this is your new number 23 game. No, your new number 24 game. Yeah. I, I, I don't... I mean, I think we went over it pretty well. I don't think that there's anything here. I'm sure there's better Scooby-Doo games. I mean, um, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, that's true. I guess I don't know either. I hope there's better Scooby-Doo there, games. I mean, they've, they've had Scooby-Doo games going back to the in television. Maybe the it has one. about the same batting average as The Simpsons. It might, yeah. There's about two good games on yeah, the license. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is not one of them. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to play a Resident Evil clone on the Super ne- or on the N sixty four, this might be good. But there, Resident Evil two is on the N sixty four. It is on there. It's it's a so better like, one. Yeah, uh, this is some uh, interesting kismet here. But uh, I've also ranked this as my new number twenty four game. Oh wow! Just completely randomly, mine's in a slightly different place. It's below Why I Like Country Club True Golf Classics. <laughs> my voice is oh, crackly for some reason. No, I, no I don't know why. why. My voice held up just fine watching that there we go. VCR oh, show. Thank you. Yeah, I don't um, know. Something about watching a TV show merely takes you, out my voice. How, would you say, so you would rank Caper Classics above Golf Classics? It's just below Golf Classics. Oh, below it's Golf Classics. It's above so you, Biofreaks, though. Which is, mine is also above Biofreaks. There which is go. Which is a freak classic. Sure, that's a freak classic. That's a genuine uh, <gasps> Caper 
Uh, all right, so that's uh, that wraps it up. For the- oh, Lindsay, you you have okay, you have one game on this list. Uh, oh, you yeah, have you Gauntlet Mario Party Legends. Would you say this is better <laughs> or worse than Gauntlet Legends? Worse. Worse. Agreed. So this is your new number twenty-four as well. Out of Wait. two. <laughs> Woo. Hey, we're all in accord. Yay, I Crashes love how that works awesome. out. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. Well, that wraps it up for Scooby-Doo Classic Creep Capers. Uh, that was a more fun episode than I anticipated. Right? Steve. Oh, man. Who who knew? Who knew we would get this much of an episode out of this game? I was worried that we were going to have to pat it out. Jinkies. Yeah. Jinkies? Well, tune in, tune in next week, and we'll see how much episode we get out of Quest 64. Quest 64, I man. Uh, one of a very few actual RPGs on the system. I believe the first RPG for this. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. Terrible. Uh, so hey, we don't have, spoil it, Lindsay. We don't know. I genuinely, I've heard both, honestly. I've heard like that it's terrible, and I've heard a lot of people defend it. So I'm curious to see where I land. You should not be friends with those people anymore. I should not. I'm going to cut them out of my life. Yeah, uh, so follow us on Ultra64Podcast.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter and Gmail, all under that same name. We would love to hear from you guys. Drop a message. Uh, uh, to our Gmail, leave a post on our Facebook. We love you guys, so uh, tune in. Tell us that Scooby Doo doesn't suck. Yeah, tell us your Scooby Doo memories because I honestly just think everybody hates it. Yeah, so. give us the Scooby Scoop. Yeah, hey, I get it. All right, everybody, that's the end of the show. Scooby Dooby, go away. Oh, and thanks to Nicole Vatis who wandered in here for no reason. Hi, Nicole. Jinkies. What? 